Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 237 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us more about you and your ways through your word. Help us learn more of you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Luke chapter 15. Yesterday, we read that Jesus was having dinner with the Pharisees. Today, we read that he is dining with the tax collectors and other sinners, and the Pharisees are not happy with his choice of dining partners. Jesus tells the parable of the one lost sheep and how the shepherd will leave the 99 to go after the one. He tells of the joy among the angels when that one is found and repents. I am so thankful God cares about each of us. He will come after us to ensure we are his. May our hearts be ever his. Jesus shares God's love for us as he shares the prodigal son parable. The father of the prodigal son saw him in a distance, had pity on him, ran to embrace and kiss him, put the best robe on him, put a ring on his finger and honored him with a feast. This is how God welcomes us. No matter how far we may wander from him, he is so excited to welcome us back. May this story show us the magnificent love of our Father, and may our hearts be thankful for this kind of love. Let's see what Paul is teaching in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Yesterday, Paul wrote to the church, encouraging them about their new creation in Christ. Today, he writes to them about not receiving God's grace in vain. While God gives us unending grace, he didn't want them to abuse it. They were apparently intermarrying with unbelievers because Paul warns them against this in his letter. He brings the Old Testament teachings from Exodus, Leviticus, and the prophets where God told Moses to keep the people from marrying people from different lands. God chose his people and set them apart. The others worshipped false gods and the Lord didn't want them to fall into that trap. Paul brings it back to the people now and he does it with scripture that he's memorized long ago. Verses 17 and 18 say, So come out from among unbelievers and sever yourselves from them, says the Lord, and touch not anything unclean. Then I will receive you kindly and treat you with favor. And I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. This was the word Paul shared with the people that day. Remember, the city of Corinth was a trade city where many people traveled in and out of the church, and they were influenced by some of this. Paul warned them to stay together and marry believers in an attempt to keep the church body uncorrupted. Let's see what we can learn in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. This chapter has some of the most well-known verses in the Bible. We recall the song, Turn, 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 written from the first eight verses in this chapter. Solomon writes about the seasons and time. There is time for every purpose under heaven. Then he writes about eating, drinking, and enjoying the good that comes from our work. He writes that these things are gifts from God. May we enjoy these things instead of thinking they are just normal, everyday things when they are really God's gifts to us. Both verses 13 and 22 refer to God's gifts such as these, and you know how I feel about repetition in the Bible. We pay attention. Solomon also writes that God does what he does so that we will reverently worship him. This is our purpose, and Solomon knows it's the only worthwhile purpose. He also writes that without God in our hearts, we are merely beasts. May God continue to do a work in us and make us more like him. In chapter 4, Solomon addresses many issues, and it almost reads like Proverbs. He begins writing about the oppressed. He saw they had no comforter, and yet neither did the oppressor. As he processed this, he saw those who had already passed on were the lucky ones. Yet the luckier ones were those who hadn't been born to see the evil in this world. Then he writes that those who have just a little are better off than those who have a lot, because those who have a lot have to work so hard to get it. 
better to be thankful for the little we have than strenuously work for something we don't. Next, he writes about the comfort of two people versus being alone. Yes, there is comfort when two walk this life's journey together. Lastly, he writes about the value of being poor, wise, and willing to learn rather than rich and unwilling to learn. We can all agree that learning and gaining wisdom and understanding is lifelong work. Some would say when we cease to learn, we cease to live. I am a lifelong student and know it will take more than a lifetime to learn all about God. Thankfully, at some point, he will call us all home and then we will learn and understand everything in full, as Paul would say. We only know in part being on this side of heaven. Well, let's see what we can learn from Psalm 56. David was not yet king here in this psalm. He had built an army of men and wanted to fight with the Philistines, but some of the leaders were against it, thinking he would turn on them and fight against them. We see David felt oppressed and he had many enemies, yet he praises God. He trusts God. In verse four, he writes, by the help of God, I will praise his word. On God, I lean, rely, and confidently put my trust. I will not fear. What can man who is flesh do to me? May we know the Lord is the one whom we can trust as well. Although David trusts in God, he is still sad. He writes, you number and record my wanderings. Put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? We may feel defeated and sorrowful as David did. We won't escape the difficulties and sadness of this world, but we can know, as he did, that God sees us and cares for us. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for all you do and all you are. Thank you for being our defender and our strength. Help us navigate this world and all its troubles. May we also be thankful for every gift and blessing you bestow upon us, no matter the size. You are the giver of all good things, and we praise you, for you are greatly to be praised. Keep our eyes on you today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.